1: This is the Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888 941 PAGS. And now it's Joe Pags.
0: Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Tons going on, lots to get to. Mark Lauder, former special assistant to the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Also, the former press secretary for uh, Mike Pence. Got him on at the bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around for that. There's uh, more news about Project Veritas in Twitter. Hey, Carrie, did you see they, they released another video? Mm, no. They went and released another video. And, uh, and this one, I guess, is somebody else who admits there's no free speech, that oh, uh, okay. Parag Agrawal doesn't want free speech. And then he starts making fun of Elon Musk saying that he's got Asperger's.
2: What? Okay.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. The, the guy's now, deleted his, now. The guy has deleted his Twitter Imagine account. The guy deleted his Twitter account. Yeah. I mean, again, now Parag, the the CEO of Twitter, he's put out a memo. What do you think the memo was to to the employees? What do you, what do you Stop think? Stop
2: talking about Elon Musk. Uh, Don't talk to Project company? Veritas. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they're purposely talking to uh to to Project Veritas. These people are getting loaded, mm-hmm. and they're saying anything that people want it's them a problem. to say. Yeah. So the CEO of Twitter has to put out a memo, stop talking to people about what's happening inside Twitter. <laughs> Listen, does it sound stupid that I say I feel vindicated? I've been complaining about Twitter for how long? I've been a so right time. about every single thing. Have I not been? Come on, mm-hmm. give me the credit.
2: Yes, yes, you, have. you so have. you're giving me the credit?
0: A little bit, a little bit. Because that's going to play into what I do next.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What? <sighs> well, what day is it?
2: Oh, it's Tuesday. I give you Are a you lot of credit. credit? Oh, I give Tuesday. you a okay. ton of credit.
0: I'm just asking. A ton. It's a vital question. Taco Tuesday. Let's go.
2: Ugh. Taco. Yeah. I've got my tacos, my radio. Taco. A little salsa, I'm ready to go. Right,
0: Carrie? Mm, no right. enchilada, no cheesy nachos. <laughs> you can't even squelch the smile. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Come on. Taco. Uh-huh.
1: I forgot about this dumb song. Mm-hmm. Now me and Polo, we'd like the hot sauce. Yeah. Joe likes
0: cause he's the boss. Let's go.
1: Okay.
0: Whatever, cause well, you were nice. I was again, so ready to play the other one. <laughs> be
2: nice,
0: I was just just so be ready better. to play the other one. You know what I'm saying? Much better, much better. Let's go.
1: Yeah. It's
0: Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday.
1: Uh huh.
0: It's Taco Tuesday on the Joe Pat Show. That's right. I'm
1: eating tacos with Polo.
0: Taco. Uh huh. Taco. Tuesday. That's right.
1: Taco.
0: Taco. Come on, Polo. Taco. Wow! 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 <laughs> Once a week, I ask him to do a little extra something. Once a week. I mean, the look—you sounded great. The look in your face alone looked like I punched you in the stomach.
3: I mean, you get what you get.
0: (laughs) What what does that mean? You're the one that originated this. For those who wonder if I'm picking on Polo, he did this first. Taco. He taught us all how to say taco. Taco. This is him. It. But it doesn't mean he wants to say it every Tuesday.
2: Every week. Every Tuesday. You know why?
0: You know why? Because we're a team and we're a family. What does that mean? The, the, the people love it. They love it. They they're like, "Where is the where is Paolo?" Family. They still think you're Paolo. <laughs> by the way, well,
3: see, I mean that nobody
0: gets that it's Polo. What
3: I'm just saying that that just goes to show that you know they've been listening for 17 there, years. That, yeah. They
0: still think it's Paolo. Oh
3: well, yeah,
0: it's like the freaking shirt. It's like the the game on a horse. Polo. Is that hard? Carrie to understand Polo?
2: No, I didn't think it was. <sighs>
0: Guys, seriously, this is the people wait for Tuesday. Like, I can't wait. Polo's going to do it. He's going to do it. Here he goes. <sighs> <Fuck off. laughs> what the hell, dude? Come on, man. We love you, Polo. I think, you're, I you're think they expect.
3: I think they expect to hear the angst in my voice.
0: Is that okay? Well, so you actually you're, you're bringing it because they expect what you're doing. I'm
3: giving them what they want.
0: Okay, I can't listen. If that's what they want, I'm not going to argue. Yeah, I'm not, if that's what they expect. Fine. I'm just saying wasn't that long ago. Taco. We just, I'm going to put it out there.
3: It actually was.
0: It was, well, not relatively speaking, uh, you know, between time and how long man has been on the earth. This is a very, very short time ago.
3: Lo siento, man. Exactly. Yeah. Bigly.
0: I'm telling you, these are the hits. This is Polo's greatest hits right here. Yeah, I'll tune in. And, and I've got a whole file of you talking about, about the Kardashians. I'm just going to put it out there, so keep, keep it up. I'm just telling you. Carrie, K- how long would it take for us to just play all of his, all the <laughs> pop culture? He stopped doing it because I made fun of him for a while. But every night it was Kim Kardashian's ass. It was, was it not?
2: Well, sometimes it was. Yeah. I
3: mean, it yeah. was. It was probably pretty. Well, I can't say that. But um, be careful. I was going to say it was. It was big back then. But you know.
0: Ah, see what you did. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, can I be honest? I don't know the size of her ass today compared to when you talked about it all the time. Is she still the the biggest one out there?
3: I mean she's a bigger deal. Um I think there are bigger ones out
0: there. Polo, can you or uh, Carrie can you chime in here on the size of Kim Kardashian's ass please? I will
2: ass, not. Please? No, thank you. No Sam, anything
0: Kim Kardashian's you. ass? Huge. It's a shelf, right? It's basically a shelf. It's like I furniture. Mean, it, it, yes.
3: I, I I will say that whatever however big it is, it's 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 on the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit issue.
0: No, no, no. There's some other woman on the Sports Illustrated issue. Uh, she's Jordan Peterson cover- got in trouble. Who's on the cover?
3: Kim Kardashian.
0: No, I said some woman named Yuri something is on the cover. And Jordan Peterson, I guess, went after her and said that she's not healthy or she's not beautiful. She's, yeah, she's so not he got beautiful. in big trouble for saying that. Yeah, yeah. She's going to be. No, they the actually cover. released it. It's somebody named Yuri. I've never or heard she's, of her before. She's
2: in, the, she's in the issue,
0: though. Oh, is she? Yeah. Yeah. Let, let, let me guess which angle they took on Kim Kardashian. Carrie, anything on that? Nope. It's, it's, it's a shelf. It's where you put books, isn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> now, now, by the way, uh, I'm going to see if Jordan Peterson wants to come on. I want to talk about this. Now, and this is not what I was going to talk about, but we might as well go there. Do, do we know this woman's name? It's Yuri something. Isn't there somebody Yuri? Uh,
2: let me find Y-U-R-I. out.
0: Y-U-R-I? And, and I guess Jordan Peterson took to Twitter and said, I don't care what anybody says. This is not beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, of course, he got excoriated Yumi over knew. that, but he's sticking to it. What is her name? Yumi New. Yumi, who is Yumi New? Do we know?
2: She is a, I believe she's a plus size model.
0: Okay. Now, beauty is in the eye beholder of the beholder. We can all agree to that, right? Yes. What you think is beautiful, I might not, and vice versa. True. Same thing with Polo. Although Polo and I, I think, probably get along pretty well about who looks good, who doesn't. Because um, we've talked about it over the years. Sam, I mean, what you think is beautiful or great, I might not. I mean, this it's in the eye of the, of the, of the beholder. It's objective, Right. Or not yeah, objective, not. it's subjective. It's no. whatever you think it is. It subjective. is subjective, yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at this, what's her name, Uni?
2: Yumi? Yumi, Y-U-M-I. Never
0: heard of her before in my life. Yeah. I think that she's attractive. She's got a very attractive face. She's very pretty. Right. So, I mean, again, Jordan Peterson doesn't think so, and that's fine. He doesn't find it beautiful. Now, he may be talking more about the size of her body. As you said, plus size model. Sam, just to let you know, the people on the stream did see a dog walk out of the screen. I'm just going to put it out there. They did get a little, a little dog there on the screen. I think that was excellent. They're welcome. Just have them roam around behind you the whole time. So, pretty girl. I find her face to be attractive. I think she's unhealthy because she's overweight. Now, that's not me saying that you have to be at a certain weight. I'm not checking her BMI. But when I used to see the swimsuit edition of the sports illustrated it was always it was kathy ireland it was cheryl teagues Brinkley, I mean, yeah. right these are these are models from back in the day and these women were chosen because they worked really hard got themselves in really good shape and looked dynamite in a bathing suit that's i mean that's not me being a man a pig a you know a, a dirty-minded it's just true they looked great in a bathing suit, and it wasn't always a bikini. It was a one-piece a lot of times, so it's not like, I mean, you can go to to either Instagram or TikTok and see people wearing a whole lot less today than what they were wearing back in the day. So it wasn't about being, oh, they're naked, look at that. It was, holy crap, these are really great-looking people, and they're in great shape. And I think that, that what why well, know, that was sort of shown to the masses as here's the perfect figure, here's what a beautiful woman looks like, and then you could strive to be like that. Like, I have watched the movie Pump and Iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger from 19, from 1976 a lot of times. And Lou Ferrigno's in there, and Franco Colombo is in there. And you've got guys there that are in the kind of shape that I'm never going to be in. But when I go to the gym, I strive to be more like that. Does that make sense? Yes. So, when you take somebody like this woman, who clearly did not work to get herself in the kind of shape that they did 30 years ago even 20 years ago, to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated, um, I understand why somebody would say, well, hold on a second, what are we teaching young girls? Eat all you want, don't worry about exercising, and and if you die younger than you would have otherwise because of your health, hey, whatever, as long as you were happy in your own skin. I mean, I want people to be happy with what they look like, and not everybody's going to look like Christy Brinkley and and Cheryl Teagues and, and Kathy Ireland and all these people. I get that, I understand that. You're not going... But that is something to strive for. It's something you want to look better, you want to feel better, and certainly you want to live as long as you possibly can by getting yourself in the best shape you can. I don't think I'm being a pig. I don't think I'm being a chauvinist. I would say this about a man or a woman. But when you have somebody who is being held up on high as having worked hard enough to get themselves on the cover of Sports Illustrated, which was always, here's the ideal figure. Here's the ideal thing. I think that, I mean... For me, that doesn't make sense when you take somebody who clearly is overweight. Now, having said that, I'm 250 pounds. Now, I'm in reasonably good shape, but I could lose some weight. The BMI, which is stupid. Carrie, we can agree BMI is stupid, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I hate that thing. The
0: BMI, as much as you and I kid each other, do you think that I'm obese? No. The BMI thinks I am. I
2: know. That's why it's stupid. It is so stupid.
0: Because what BMI does, it's body mass index. Um, what it does is it just takes a number. And it says, well, how tall are you? Oh, you're 250, you six 6'1"? Well, then you're fat. You're, you're you're obese. You've got to lose this, yeah. this yeah. amount of weight. Well, I have a lot of muscle, and the muscle doesn't get included. Arnold Schwarzenegger, in his top shape in his life, would be called obese by the BMI. That's crazy. So It's just dumb. So when when we're talking about somebody who is unhealthy... And carrying too much weight, we're talking about somebody who has more fat than she or he needs to have. And I want that person to live as long as they possibly can and be as happy as they possibly can be. So I think that putting her as the portrayal of you made it to the to the you know what is what used to be the top fitness looking person on the planet in a bikini or in a in a one piece on Sports Illustrated, and now everybody should look like this or it's okay to look like this. I think that's it. We're changing the game. What's wrong with saying somebody who's a bodybuilder looks like this. If you want to be a bodybuilder, try to look like that. Here's somebody who looks great in a bikini. If you want to look great in a bikini, look like that. Here's somebody great in a one piece. Because, again, she's a very pretty girl. And I'm not here to say that she's not beautiful. She is. She's a beautiful person. And people can be overweight or underweight and still be beautiful. But if we're talking about showing the epitome of health, I don't think that she's that person. And I do think that the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated wasn't only really good-looking people that were in in perfect shape in a bikini it was also the epitome of what a healthy person looks like does that make sense
2: Uh, i don't know a little bit Uh, you're talking about striving to look like that and as a young girl and a teenage girl that's um that's a lot of pressure and i i don't know if i've ever yeah who what woman doesn't want to look great in a bikini but you're we're not gonna a lot most of us are not gonna look like christy brinkley and you, you you talk about the health. I think, you know, a lot of those supermodels are probably too skinny. Um, so I'm going to disagree with you on this on this topic.
0: You notice I didn't say runway models because, again, the bikini or the swimsuit models were not runway models who are, you know, waif thin. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about them. I do think that they didn't eat enough. They were mistreated and, 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 and so on. Um, again, and I know it's a lot of pressure for a young girl to try to strive to look like that, but I felt the pressure as a young guy who could have been four hundred pounds if I just would have let myself go. Mm-hmm. I felt a lot of pressure to try to look like my favorite baseball player or to look like Schwarzenegger in the gym or so on. And I didn't achieve it. I don't look like the great baseball players out there, I don't look like the bodybuilders out there. But I but I worked hard and I think that if I didn't put that kind of pressure on myself, I might have died of cancer twelve years ago instead of just having it removed because I was in good enough shape to where my body could could you know, ups- could stand up to it. And I'm not telling this woman she has to lose weight. Don't misunderstand me. If she's happy in her own skin, good for her. My problem or my question is why would this magazine that is known for this issue? Why would they not put somebody on there who is in optimal shape and give people a goal? A, the boys and, and men to look at it and gay, wow, it's really beautiful. And the, it's B, the girls to say, hey, she looks great in that bikini. Maybe I can work hard and see yeah. if I can get close to that. But if not, I get it. And, and I, I think that you misunderstood. I'm I don't not, not against her. I think that if she's happy with her life, God bless her. And, and I just said, she's beautiful. I'm not saying what Jordan Peterson said. Mm-hmm. But if that's going to be the epitome of how you should look in a bathing suit, well, then we should put somebody on there that looks perfect in a bathing suit. And for but me, she looks But Who's to say? Because you
2: just said it, you know, it's so subjective. Who's to say? Right, a lot I'm of men it. might find that very, very attractive as compared to, uh, I keep, you know, Christy Brinkley or whoever, Kim Kardashian in, in a bikini.
0: And but I you know, think I didn't for say for she's women, unattractive, right?
2: Yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah. And yeah. I think for women, I mean, honestly, she probably looks like more women in this country um, than a supermodel. So, and a lot of women And, and, and like, what hate. does that say,
0: though? And look yeah, but at what does her. that say? I, th- I think that, that that probably goes into the idea that we're eating an unhealthy diet and if more people look like her and more people look like a fatter guy or, or a heavier or a heavier guy then maybe we should reassess our, our diet I always looked at that issue and, and I'm a boy and you're a girl so we're going to see it very differently and I completely mm-hmm. understand where you're coming from i'm not saying you're wrong what I'm saying is if you put somebody on there that's the epitome of health not a wave thin skinny tiny model who's 5'11 and 26 pounds. I'm talking about putting somebody on there that is healthy, that is fit. a uh, Denise Austin, somebody who's like a fitness person uh, who's wearing a bikini at the right time and, and, and in the right scene. You're putting somebody on there where, where girls might go, oh, I can be 20, 30, 40 pounds heavier um, and it's just as healthy as it was before because look at her. I want people to see a goal when they look at somebody that they strive to be like. I don't think that's asking much. And again, I said she's beautiful. I said she's attractive. I just don't think that she should be the swimsuit model on the swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated. And I completely hear where you're coming from. Carrie, I've got five daughters. Yeah. I mean, for God's sakes. I'm not telling my my daughters to be perfect, you know, uh, models. But I really do think there's a difference between your mindset and mine because of our our genders, to be honest. Well probably. Uh,
2: because yeah. I also think about, you know, the guys, I mean, you're talking about, you know, looking at, at these women as, oh, the epitome of health. I'm thinking these are the guys who buy in the magazine, not because these women look really healthy because they find them extremely hot in a bikini.
0: But there's nothing wrong with that. I'm going to show you, you find jo- John Bon Jovi hot. He's ugly, but if you think he's attractive Absolutely, and that I goes do. into why well, you're a fan of his yeah. Sam, the other woman on staff will ask you quickly for a comment.
2: I kind of side with Carrie here. I agree with what she's saying.
0: So nobody, nobody takes into account the health issue.
2: I think that she is healthy. She looks beautiful. And I think that if I were buying sports illustrated, which I'm not, but if I were to be, that is peak physical health because she seems very mentally happy. And to me, that is peak health.
0: All right. Paul, you got anything here? You don't want to get in trouble.
3: No, I I actually agree with what they're saying, too, because I I never looked at the swimsuit issues thinking like, oh, these are healthy women. I just thought they're attractive women, you know, and if you look on the cover right now, it says be the change you want to see. So if you're asking why she's on there, I'm assuming that's why
0: she 's on there because Sports Illustrated forgot who they used to sell this this magazine to This magazine was not being bought by women who want to feel like they can be you know twenty or thirty or forty pounds heavier than what would be ideal it was It was out there for men, as Carrie said, to go and buy and say how wow, these are hot women, but if girls are going to look at it, I think that you don 't put somebody up there who is who is not in optimal shape because now people are going, oh, well, well, the cover model looks like that, then I don't have to get myself healthy. And like it or not, carrying 20, 30, 40 extra pounds is not healthy in the long run. 888 941 PAGS, joepags.com. I completely respect what everybody else said. That's where I am on it. Your thoughts when we come back. This is the Joe PAGS Show. Great to have you. Thanks a for stopping by. Time for a quick phone call. Kim, Line 1, Texas. Talk to me. Hi. Uh,
2: yeah, thanks for taking my call. You bet. I just want to weigh in on your conversation about the Kim Kardashian's butt and the Sports Illustrated model. Yes. Um, I agree with you 100%. I don't think that that's appropriate to put a big fat lady on the front of Sports Illustrated. And I think Kim Kardashian's butt is way too big. And my concern is these young girls that think they want to have a big butt because that's what they're supposed to look like. <clears throat> One day they'll be old ladies and th- that big fat butt will really be ugly by that time and <laughs> won't be very pretty at all.
0: Kim, I hear you and I, I can appreciate that. I mean, do we is Kim Kardashian, is, is her butt fake? Is that silicone or something? Do we know, Polo? Uh, I don't know. Carrie, yes. Do we know? I don't oh, know. Sam, you're saying yes. Fake. Okay, there you go. She has to deal with an ugly butt when she gets older, according to Kim. Quick break here. We're back after this with Mark Lauder. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this guy back. It might be the first time, Mark, that we've seen you on camera, which is kind of cool. We normally would get you on the phone when you're working with President uh, Trump and also Vice President Pence. It's Mark Lauder. How are you? Good to see you. Uh, I'm doing great. How are you, Joe? I'm doing great. Former uh, Special Assistant to the President, uh, and you are the former Press Secretary for Vice President Mike Pence, right? I was, yes. Uh, amazing. Uh, go to his website, AmericaFirstPolicy.com, uh, AmericaFirstPolicy.com. Mark, they're trying to use that America first thing that you and I believe in, like we should actually put our country and the people in the country first. They're trying to say that somehow is, is uh, racist, it's white supremacist, it's, it's some sort of white nationalism. Obviously, it's not. E pluribus unum is what we were founded upon. It should be everybody included. We should love Americans and take care of Americans first. Do you have to combat that when you hear idiots say things like that somehow racist?
1: Yeah, all the time. But of course, we've been battling that since President Trump was in the White House. Right. And and because it's the only thing they've got, they, they can't argue or win on the policies. The results speak for themselves. All you have to do is look, you know, drive by the gas station, go to the grocery store. You can see the failures of what's going on every day. So the only thing the left is got... Uh, in their arsenal is to try to call us isolationist racists and they'll just keep inventing new terms to go along with it because they can't argue with the facts. I mean, right now America's hurting. And it's because of the leadership that they've provided on the left. And the only way out is when we get back to the America first policies that already worked once before. We'll do it again.
0: It's uh, Mark Lauder, former special assistant to President Trump. You know, what's interesting about what you just said is during the four years of Trump, we know we had the Second Chance Act. We had we had uh, um, uh, justice reform, getting people out of prison who should not have been put away for as long as they were. By the way, they were put away because of the policies pushed by the Clintons and by Joe Biden. You're going to punish people? people who are doing crack cocaine more than powder cocaine. That means that those in the lower income areas, those generally minority areas would be punished much worse than generally speaking, those who are using powder cocaine, which was the white areas. Um, We saw a racism from the Democrats for uh, generations. And then Trump comes in the the white supremacist guy that they want us to believe that he was. And he made things so much better for everybody in America. As Ben Carson told me many times in this show, a rising tide uh, raises all boats. So why do they still get away with it, Mark? We, we can go back and, and case in point say Trump did this, 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 and this that helped Hispanics, women, trans, gay, black, and they still somehow, uh, they're running on the fact that he didn't do that. It's confusing to me. What, what, do we, what do we have to say to those who are on the fence right now watching us to, make the, to disabuse them of the idea that people like you and me and people like Trump are somehow the bad guys?
1: Well, open your eyes is the, is the first thing I yeah. would ask you to do and, and and have an open mind because when you look at what's going on in the world, you know it wasn't going on this way four years ago or three years ago when you had the record low unemployment for black Americans, record low unemployment for Asian Americans, for Hispanic Americans, uh, nearly record low unemployment for, for women. All of those things happened under President Trump, and now we've got people who can't afford the groceries, can't find baby formula, are having to basically dip into their Savings account just to fill up the gas tank. So all of these things are are night and day differences. And what we're seeing, you've seen the polls out there that the president and and the current leadership in Washington is losing support among black Americans, Hispanic Americans. It's because we don't have to convince them anymore. It used to be hypothetical. It used to be hypothetical that, well, we would make things better for you. Well, we've proven it. Donald Trump for four years proved it. Joe Biden is really nail- putting that you know, uh, definitive point on it, uh, that you are not better off under their policies. And more and more people are seeing it. Now we just have to to welcome them. And I'm- if we can continue to do that, we're seeing that at every level. We're seeing that here at America First Policy Institute where we're doing the same things, reaching out, having conversations. People are now open to the idea and all we have to do is seal it. AmericaFirstPolicy.com is
0: the website. It's Mark Lauder, former special assistant to President Donald Trump, also former press secretary for Mike Pence. Um, what's interesting is we saw what happened in the last election. Trump got more people, Hispanic voters in the Rio Grande Valley than we'd ever seen. More conservative Hispanic voters, Cubans and others in South Florida than we've ever seen. More black voters than we've seen a Republican get for a very long time. The left is obviously shaking in their political boots. So is that why they keep on going back to Biden shows up in Buffalo? And there's this whole thing about white supremacy as if it's an epidemic, and it's not. You had a really bad guy do something bad. He never went to, uh, to, to, uh, to Wisconsin to talk about where the black supremacists wanted to kill white people at a parade. Didn't go to Brooklyn where a black guy wanted to kill white people on a train. So they're, they're playing identity politics. Mark, it used to work very easily. Is
1: it going to work now? I don't think it's going to work right now, but we got to continue to fight against it because it's the only weapon they've got yeah. and and they're going to use it and they're experts at using it. So we can confront we can confront their false narratives and their false realities with facts, but we have to stay true and we have to keep up that fight because one of the things, you know, we, in many cases, we're new. We're new to this, this discussion, True. And, they're, and they're opening their, uh, their minds, they're opening their hearts, they're opening their homes to Republican successes for the first time, where they've been, they've been told what to do, they've been lectured to for decades by the, by the other side. So we've got to keep an open mind, we have to keep open ears, listen. Keep investment. Keep proving that our policies are better for all Americans from every walk of life, regardless of your religious background, your gender, your race, any of those issues. And we'll win the day. We just have to keep it up because they're very good at doing it. They will try to scare the other side. They'll try to scare you into submission, but only by keeping up with the facts and the truth. Can we win the day? And we will. Well, I think the hard
0: balance, though, and it's Mark Lotter, I think the hard balance is that we have to keep the America First message and talk about how we are, again, all for one and one for all, while at the same time deflecting and responding to the ridiculous allegations. At some point, do we just take a breath and say, look, let them say what they're going to say. It's wrong. Let, let, us, let us show you again what Trump did and what we would do. And, and to that end, uh, I don't think Putin does what he does, what he's doing today in Ukraine. Our gas prices would be nowhere near where they are now. And in the midst of that, you've got Biden canceling leases in Alaska it doesn't make any sense so do we spend too much time do you think uh, uh, responding to these ridiculous allegations and maybe not enough time getting the message out and that's the game they know they're wrong the left isn't stupid they know they're wrong but if they keep on throwing stuff against the wall and we keep on cleaning it off we're never going to get our message out
1: Well, you know, I used to think that that would have been the right answer. And I don't any longer because, you know, how many decades did we turn the other cheek? Uh, And we just kept saying, no, no, no. But we were never really making any inroads, uh, you know, in the communities because they kept hearing this constant narrative. So I think we've got to fight back. We have to fight back the misinformation, the disinformation, the fake news. uh, But then we also have to also just provide the facts that are positive moving forward because it can't be a one-sided answer. No, we're not. No, we're not. We've got to talk about that positive outcome. And you're right. People see that positive outcome. They know that you know. two years ago today, the average price of gas was $1.84 or $1.86. Wow. Yeah. Now it's up the highest ever. I saw today the first time in the history of our country that gas is over $4 a gallon in all 50 states. The, these are reinforcing facts. We don't have to, I don't have to sell that case. Right. You just have to drive by the gas station. You know it's a problem. And so now we've got to tell them what the solution is and get back to that leadership both in 2022 and beyond.
0: As you know, I live in Texas. 4 twenty five a gallon in Texas is nuts. We, I, I've had Rick Perry on, the former energy secretary. I've had Dan Bruyette on, former energy secretary. The, the guy who's the premier of Alberta, Canada, has said, all you had to do was do the Keystone XL pipeline, eight to nine hundred thousand barrels a day. Every single day. Uh, And it's friendly oil that that we can refine in Houston and in that area. There was no reason to not do it. Biden canceled it almost day one. Again, the Alberta guy says, if you pick it up right now, you'll have it ready by first quarter next year. And because it's a futures market, as you know, gas prices at the pump would dip immediately, knowing that we would have friendly, reliable oil coming our way. Now you cancel the leases in Alaska. What's the game here, Mark? Do they want to price gasoline so high that America, the American people throw their hands up and say, okay, I'll buy a Prius? I mean, what is the
1: game here? That, that is their goal. You've, you've heard that from the White House podium, both by the former press secretary, the secretary of energy said that they, they enjoy the idea of high gas prices so people will go buy electric, let alone, let's also remember by the way, that all of the components for those electric batteries is coming from China. Right. So are the chips. I mean, this is just trading, You know, let's get back to American jobs, American manufacturing, whether it's in the energy sector or the battery sector or the chip sector, let's get back to American jobs. And it's gonna require all-above approach on energy. Whether it's not just Keystone XL, that's one of the the factors. We've also got to get back to exploring in Alaska, exploring in Texas. This administration is actually discouraging investment in oil and energy companies, telling investors not to do it. We've got to restore those capital markets so they have that money to take the risk to lower gas prices. But we did it once before. We'll do it again. We just have to have the We have to have the commitment to do it. We have to have everybody realize that it's not just voting in 2024, it's voting in 2022. It's voting in your state and local elections. You should ask every candidate for office if they're an America first candidate and then hold them accountable to see if they actually deliver on that promise.
0: AmericaFirstPolicy.com. It's Mark Lauder. I really appreciate the time and the access. You know, uh, what, what you're getting from, it was Saki. now you've got Jean-Pierre in there, and of course from Biden as well, from Harris as well. Putin did this. It's Putin's fault that the gas prices were up. Of course, we just demonstrated, obviously, that's not true. It's the fault of the policies of this, of this administration. Can you imagine under Trump, we couldn't find baby formula? And at the same time, Mark, we're sending pallets of baby formula to the border? To make sure that illegal immigrant children are being taken care of before the children in America?
1: is that, That's bizarre world, is it not? It really just stuns me whenever I watch these briefings because they, they say things like, well, we've been working on this problem for months. Or I think the FDA or CDC commissioner said that, you know, or, or the HHS secretary. Well, I've been known about this since last year. Well, then what'd you do about it? Right. How? Why are we here? I mean, I get it if you were trying to protect us and you had to do something with a plant, but you've been preparing for this for years and this is the result. And it is. It's the same thing. They prepared for Afghanistan and got a deadly result. They knew the energy crisis was coming. This is the result. They knew the supply chain issues were coming. This is the result. I mean, what on earth has this administration actually gotten done? That's right. And everything that, that goes wrong,
0: and it's almost everything, they blame on Putin, they blame on Russia, they blame on Trump, they blame on you, they blame on Tucker Carlson. I mean, and and at the end of the day, their policies just suck. Uh, Mark, let me ask you this. I wonder if you've given this any thought. Jennifer Granholm the energy secretary, knows nothing about energy, and was a horrible uh, uh, governor of Michigan. Pete Buttigieg was a horrible uh, um, mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and now he's the transportation secretary, he knows nothing about transportation. Are they just doing favors for people they think will will recite the, the, the best words, that look the best on camera and could put a sentence together? Why are these people in these positions and they know nothing about the positions that they're in? Rachel Levine, who took her mother out of, the, uh, out of an elderly folks home before they put COVID patients in that home in Pennsylvania, was a horrible health director in Pennsylvania, gets the job on the HHS as the undersecretary and, and an admiral or something. Why are they putting these actors in these positions? Is it only for messaging?
1: Well, it's messaging, it's political patronage, and and it's the fact that the Democrats don't have a deep bench. Uh, I mean, they don't have experts at the local and state level in er- all these areas. So all they're doing are pay- are basically paying off their political debts. But you know, this is even happening at the highest levels. I saw the new press secretary yesterday was asked by uh, by a reporter about how higher taxes are supposed to lower inflation, and the answer was climate change. And, <laughs> what, and, I mean, what is that? I mean, Come on, dude. I mean, higher prices lead to higher prices, which are paid for by higher prices. I mean, let, th- this is not rocket science. These people don't honestly know what they're doing.
0: And And the first thing out of her mouth was that she's black, gay, and immigrant, and she stands on the shoulders of other people. Her job is only... To answer questions from the press that the American people can get answers to, to speak instead of the president, and, and to tell us what the administration's policies are to fix what's wrong. I mean, these people are—let me ask you this. You know a lot of people in politics. Are they as self-centered as they seem? Nobody cares about your heritage. What we care about is if you can do the job. I mean, God, God bless her. She's a, a black, gay, uh, immigrant woman. Perfect. Now tell us the answers to the problems that Americans are facing.
1: No, I, I, that's absolutely it. It should, you know, obviously anyone who can rise to that level, you know, obviously should be celebrated regardless yes. of their background. Right. But I need you to do the job. And the answer to inflation and higher taxes is not climate change. Uh, right. You know, end of story, period. Uh, if you're not ready on day one, don't go out there on day one.
0: She was asked about why President Biden decided to go to Buffalo, um, the, the scene of that mass murder. And not go to Waukesha, and not go to other places. And her answer—did you see her answer, Mark? Her answer was, "Well, he's been to a lot of places. He goes to a lot of places. This just fit into his schedule." Again, it's just a game. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. Never been there, but we're sending money to the border of Ukraine. Fill me in on the uh, the answers that we're getting from the press secretary. Kaylee McEnany was probably the best one we've ever had. She had a good, solid administrative answer from the president to everything she was asked. She didn't play this game.
1: No, and the, and preparation is everything. You know, when I when I was Vice President Pence's press secretary, I spent about an hour, hour and a half out of almost every day when I wasn't on the road getting Sarah Sanders ready right. uh, and, and for briefing prep. And we and and it was pretty, it was a pretty intense time. And uh, and I'm so excited. It looks like she's going to be the great next governor of Arkansas. Uh, but preparation knowing the answers knowing the questions that are coming and then actually having you know having the basics behind it is, is such a key factor in these in these uh, briefings you are a spokesperson on behalf of the United States of America right. and on behalf of the president to the world be prepared
0: Mark Lauder, last question for you, former uh, Special Assistant to the President, former Press Secretary for Vice President Mike Pence. Go to AmericaFirstPolicy.com. Should the, the government switch over, the Congress, both the Senate and the House, it looks like it might uh, change over next year. What can they literally do to stop this out-of-control administration who, through executive order, he appears to want to do anything uh, this, this uh, Ron Klein wants him to do?
1: Well, I think first and foremost, you know, I think the, the majority that will be elected into the Congress starting in 23 will be an America first agenda uh, yes. majority. They will be running on America first principles and the America first agenda. So turn that into legislation and start legislating. Uh, and if you can't get something out of the Senate, then let's start obviously working to get there. There are areas where you do have agreement in moderation, possibly from some folks where you might be able to get some things through right. and then put it on the president's desk. He can run against it. If he wants to run against an America first agenda, we will welcome it, but you're going to be elected to do something. So do what you can get it out of the house, put it in front of the Senate, defy those senators, uh, you know, to, to say no to American energy, to American prosperity, to America's strength. And if they're going to, if they want to stand against those things about giving parents more control of their kids' education, Good luck with it.
0: Yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. Lay it on the table. Let him veto it. Let let the other senators say no to it. And then the next election, they'll, they're going to have to answer to it. Mark, I appreciate the time. Good to see you. Former special assistant to the president, former press secretary to Vice President Mike Pence. Go to AmericaFirstPolicy.com. It's Mark Lauder. Mark, thanks. Let's do it again soon. Talk to you soon, Back. Hi, right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pegg Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. If you weren't able to get through the phone lines tonight, do me a favor and uh, go to the website, joepags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S.com. Scroll down to the bottom, click on contact. That'll send an email right to me. Sign up for whatever social media is, uh, is your favorite. And by the way, those of you waiting to get on Truth Social, Especially those of you on Android phones, you can go to the website now, it's truthsocial.com, and you can sign up there and log in there on the web, whether it's on a Mac or on a PC, you can do it now, the web UI is up and running as of today, go check that out today, let's do some pop culture, Hi Paula. Right, what's happening dude?
3: So I know you're a Johnny Cash fan, so I thought you might want to hear this story, it's kind of funny. Uh, there's a water tower in his hometown that they put a silhouette on it of him okay. to honor him. Well, apparently somebody shot at it in the crotch area.
0: Come on. So. No. Yes. No. Yes. Dude.
3: Yeah. And and apparently they've lost like 30,000 gallons of water already because of it.
0: Why did somebody shoot at a water tank? They didn't know what the hell it was holding?
3: I, I don't know. Maybe they thought it was funny if they'd get it right in that
0: perfect spot. Sounds like it might be fun. I might have to go check out that video. All right. Hello, oh, I appreciate you. Thank you. That's Sam. That's Kerry. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place again. This is The Joe Pegg Show.